Love Life, featuring your hosts, Rebecca Detman and Jane Donovan. The sun shines bright as it moves across my face. I feel the light. I embrace the cyclical energies from the goddess moon. Welcome to Love Life. I'm Rebecca Detman. And I'm Jane Donovan. We're talking today about the moon, Jane. We've actually got Facebook message here. And someone wrote to us and said, I work a lot with angel cards and talk to my guardians a lot, and I've recently been led to the moon and lunar power. I have no expertise in this area. However, I believe that it is an area that affects a lot of people, if not everybody, and I would love for you to please share what you know about harnessing the lunar energy and turning somewhat negative feelings during the full moon days into positive energy. This is so right up your alley. This is going to be a back recording. Well, Because I'm not very knowledgeable. I'm aware of... Particularly the full moon is something that I'm very much aware of and I've always chosen to embrace it. I love it. And I get out in the backyard and I've got this, my backyard, I'm very blessed to not have any kind of boundaries. Like there's laneways on two areas and the third boundary is just open yard. So I have this quite open sky and I'm out there in my backyard and it's like I'm kind of a pixie fairy dancing around in this energy. So I do love the full moon. But I absolutely am very aware too that, you know, crazy things happen during the full moon. It's often a time that all the emergency departments are always very, very full during the full moon. Psychiatric wards. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But I don't know much about it. You know, with Wiccan, they do a lot of, what's it, waxing and waning moons and there's lo- loads of different rituals and ceremonies. And I'm curious about it and I certainly am. Uh, but I haven't embraced it in my everyday rituals. So this is over to you, Beck. Well, she, she always says that, and then she realizes she's got 8,000 things to add to the topic. <laughs> but when I was very young starting out in my spiritual journey, I remember somebody, another psychic, said to me, now you've got a male spirit guide here, Rebecca, and he's telling you that he wants you to learn more about the moon. And I was like, what? What does that mean? Come on. Better things to do than learn about the moon right now. <laughs> How could this possibly apply? Totally, like, not. Um, you weren't open to it at all at that time. Well, I just didn't get it. Like, kind of like this girl who's written us this email. She's like, what's this lunar power business? What does it mean? What are we supposed to do with it? You know, I was completely, what's the word? Um, basically forgetting the fact that I was a Cancerian, which is the mooniest of moons of moony moon stuff ever. Like, I'm, I'm totally ruled by moon energy and. I think that's what my spirit guide was saying is know who you are, know what this is all about. This is a massive part of who you are. So let's break it down and let me put it this way. And Jane's done a beautiful um, intro there talking about seeing the moon in her garden because how many people on the planet right now get up, go to work and come home and don't look at the moon? Or even really, yeah, you know, the I'm a sun. bit of a stargazer. I'm a sky gazer. I, I gaze at the sky. Well, I'm not all talking the about time. you, Jane. You're an exception to every rule. <laughs> I saw something <laughs> Good, on the bad or indifferent. Correct. <laughs> I saw something on Facebook. I don't know if you saw this. What? All of our knowledge comes from Facebook, aren't we, shockers? Oh, we mention it every single uh, episode. <laughs> Inside we do have lives. <laughs> yeah, Doctor Google and Professor Facebook. Anyway. So they've got this great big um, billboardy kind of whether it's a CGI screen or whatever it is video screen going on in Beijing or somewhere in China at the moment because the pollution and the smog is so thick there that you can't see sunrises and sunsets anymore. So they oh, they, they put no. them on the screen so you can see it on the screen. It's like and I don't think it's the real one. It's just oh, a video. That's tragic. Now this is that, that's an extreme, but this is what I'm talking about. 
who pays attention? Then of all the people listening right now, if I was to ask you right now, is the moon currently waxing, growing bigger, or waning, growing smaller? Who could tell me? I don't mm. reckon many people could. Do you know that once upon a time, every single human being on the world, it was their job to know that kind of information? You know, that was how we lived. It had to do with what was growing, the crops, the seasons, the cycles. It had to do with your menstrual cycle. It had to do with births. It had to do with deaths, rituals, ceremonies, sunlight, seasons, calendars. Like, this shit was wired into – I shouldn't say that. <laughs> you can say that. I'm getting passionate. My pagan's coming out. This is the beauty of a podcast. We have uncensored <laughs> right to free, freedom of speech. Yeah, this stuff was very important. It was, it was what – it was the clock that ran the ancient world. It was what ran people's bodies. It's what pushed all of those water masses around. It still does on the world. It pushes the oceans around. It pushes your bodies around the 70-whatever percent water that we've got in our systems. We are being tugged and pulled by these invisible tides, by these rhythms and cycles of the moon all day, all month, all year, all the time, and none of us realize it, pay attention to it, or honor it. Now, the question is, why should we? Jane, do you know? <laughs> Has it a guess? Well, because it's going to affect our emotional well-being. So if we're prepared to know what's coming up, we can use it in the positive rather than just be reactionary and going along for the ride. Oh, chocolate frog, yeah. Great. Oh, oh chocolate frog. Oh, star. That is an A-plus <laughs> answer because if you to speak to any astrologer, and astrology, just for, again, for those who really don't know, astrology is such a complicated science that it takes three years minimum to learn the basics of what's involved. In astrology, if you think that astrology is what you see in the Sunday weekend lift out magazine that someone with a woo woo funny name has written, you know, three sentences on what's happening for you before next Friday, that is entertainment. Astrology is a tens of thousands year old science channeled. And okay, I'm getting really defensive today. Okay, like I'm having an argument, nobody's even arguing with me. I'm like, now listen. I'm sitting in this energy going, I'm with you, girlfriend. I'm getting passionate. So in astrology, you know, yes, look at your sun sign. That means, so when are you born? I'm born in July, so I'm a cancer. Great. But what is How my- do they find out their sun sign? Can they just Google it? Yeah, Google, okay. you know, Google your birthday. Everyone, everyone basically knows what star sign they are, okay? But the question is, what is your moon? What is your, where was the moon in your chart when you were born? I didn't know that your, your star sign is your sun sign. That's, your, that's where the sun was when you were born. I didn't know that. Well, this is education. There we go. But where was your moon, Jane? Because your moon is your sky. emotional makeup, <laughs> right? Right. Your moon says a lot about how you process stuff, feel stuff, approach oh, stuff. Well, I must have had the full moon that was the full, <laughs> full emotional spectrum, you well, know. Thou shall be born and be highly emotional. It's not about, well, that, that it's full or, or half or whatever, but gibbous or all the different words, crescent or void or dark, but whether it, what sign it's in. You know, was it in a powerful sign? Was it in a watery sign? Is it in a warrior sign? Is it in like an anal sign like Virgo? You know, it's, it's fascinating. So you use this to help to understand yourself better. Yeah. So I think everyone should go just for fun, just for kicks, go onto Google and put um, free astro chart. Put in your birth date and the time that you were born if you can and just have a look and see where your moon was. And if it says, for example, let's say it says moon in Capricorn, put into Google bar, what does moon in Capricorn mean and read all about what this means for you. It's oh, I'm doing so, this. It's so interesting. Okay, so moons. Now, so that's that's one aspect of moon. But why is, why is it important that we connect with the moon? First of all, because for very basic reasons, we need to reconnect with the natural world. And that does mean... Every now and then, 
go and see a bloody sunrise. How long has it been since you've seen a sunrise or a sunset with your bare eyes at the horizon where you've actually taken 20 minutes to see the light before, the light during, and the light after? We do not prioritize those kinds of things and set aside times of them, do we? Um, so with the moon, the moon is a beautiful way that you can stay in touch with the ancient world, the breathings of Mother Earth, of the natural cycles and of the mysteries of the heavens, okay? Now let's make it fun. When should you wax your legs, Jane? I <laughs> don't. I shave. <laughs> when should you shave your legs? Oh, really? Well, my answer would be when they're getting hairy. But obviously that's not the answer you're requiring. When would you do it in terms of a moon cycle? Well, I guess it's when it's waxing. No, wrong. Oh, okay. When it's waning. <laughs> So, but that would mean you only shave your legs once a month. Oh, this is this is just a bit of fun here. But if you go to well, or it's serious, if you go to Brazil, um, I don't know why Brazil, but I've had a lot of Brazilians tell me this. They say, "Oh yes, no, the beauty therapists all know this. If you want hair to grow back really thick and really lustrous, you muck around with your hair when the moon is waxing, getting bigger. If you don't want hair to come back, do stuff when the moon is waning. It's not pulling the energy. Okay, on so it. just so people understand that waxing means the moon is getting bigger, mm -hmm. and waning is when the moon is getting it's smaller. Disappearing. Yeah, okay. that's right. So, well, then what, how do they explain Brazilians? That's Mardi Gras. Biodynamic farming, you know. Well, yes, which my husband's Steiner. into. Exactly. Yes. Yes. So Simon knows all about this. Yeah. He's trotting off, putting his crystals on tractors and putting funny things into vineyards and all kinds of. He's working with the moon. You talk to. We should have brought Simon in to talk about the powers of the moon. Talk to any farmer who goes by the ancient cycles. And they will tell you about the planting of the crops and the harvesting of the crops depending on what the moon is doing. There are days on the year that are better for planting. You can, you can actually buy every, every year, along with the New Year's diaries you can go and get, you can go and buy moon calendars for the garden. Lots of gardeners have these, you know, stuck on the back of their doors and stuff. Um, the best days to, to prune, to weed, to plant, you know, to whatever. Now we've got, now, at the time of this recording, of course, this is going to come out in about three or four weeks, so we're a little bit ahead, which means it would have already happened. Lucky for you all listening, this is all past because it's going to be it's going to be epic. Go on. Okay, so we've got coming up a red moon. We've got coming up a lunar eclipse in Libra, followed by a solar eclipse in Taurus. Okay, please explain. Eclipses. <laughs> so yeah, they're scientific, like amazing things to look at through telescopes and talk to your kids about. However. From a spiritual and emotional point of view, they are pressure cooker, boiler, clean outers. They are catalysts. They can explode stuff. They will either destruct it or create it. They will either clean it out, end it, or begin it. They provide those extra leverages of power that are sometimes needed throughout the year to just push you that little bit more with whatever in your life is stuck. If you're in a relationship that you just can't get out of or get rid of, you know, if you've got patterns, friends, energy vampire, people in your life, if you've been in a job forever that you hate, eclipses come along to really shoehorn you. Yeah. So I, so what I do at the start of every year when I get my diary is I go through the whole year and I mark in every single new moon, every single full moon, and every eclipse, solar or lunar. So, wow. So all through, and then I put what sign they're going to be in. Okay. And then how do you use that information? So, for example, again, I know that everyone listening to this, this is a month behind, but I know that next week on the 15th of April is a full moon lunar eclipse in Libra. Now, that's going to be about relationships, endings, completion, and balance. So, I will be looking at the themes that are coming up for me in the next 14 days all around those types of um, yeah themes. So, I'm going to be looking at 
what in my life needs to be let go, what's going on with my relationships at the moment that might be being brought up to a real front. So I can really not not just wake up in the morning and go, oh, I feel terrible, what's wrong with me, I feel so emotional, this isn't working, or someone just left me, or da-da-da-da. Like, you know, it, it's more like you're putting it into context and you're going, I see, this is what's going on in the heavens right now, there's an extra big push in this corner, this is why I'm feeling it, this is what I can do with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Of course, I'm just mm-hmm. processing going, yes, now what's going on in my life at the moment. So <laughs> sorry, just forgot the listeners for a moment and I just went all about me then. Yeah. Well, this is fascinating. So let's talk about, for example, um, dark moons, new moons and void moons. So if you want to begin something in your life, now this could be as small as get a new haircut, clean out the spare room or go somewhere you've never been before, right through to start a new company, you know, something with your career. I'm doing all three um, of those get at the married. Moment. So am I doing it at the right time? Because it's all happening right now. Well, I'm cleaning up my house from yes. front to back. Well, the new moon in Aries was just two weeks ago. So that's why you've been in this energy of starting. And I am Aries. Yeah, and you are an Aries. So you would have had an extra pack of punch for right. this, right? We're taking the family to an overseas holiday a uh, couple of months time that's all booked and happening now to a new place yes and i'm starting a new business yes so, so newness 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 so okay. you want to harness new moons for anything that you want to build create develop launch etc okay dark moons which which is the same as a new moon that, because it's when the new the moon is just beginning and, and you know how the moon goes black and then it starts again just a little sliver yes yeah and then it builds so Dark moon, the flip side is, I can remember years ago when I was a journalist and this woman came in, uh, one of my editors came stalking in one morning with a black face and she goes, I said, what's wrong? She goes, oh, she goes, it's this, this dark moon, it's like being hit by a truck, she said. And it is, like they, they can be very, they can be very dark, you know. Emotional stuff festers and comes out and it's just, it's a bit gluggy and a bit depressed. It's shadow side stuff, you know. So that you still have to do the work, can't you? Like, I mean, I often hear people going, "Oh, just blame this, blame or Mercury retrograde." None of my equipment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I feel like it's Mercury retrograde every third week in my place. And <laughs> yeah, well, and and it's easy to blame that, but you've got to look beyond that. You have to really look at what are the gifts, what are the lessons in it. So, for example, so we have had haven't, haven't we had a couple of Mercury retrogrades? Whatever well, the hell in, that is. We're in a two and a half month one right now, which is okay. going to go till May nineteen. So there is no right. action happening. There is no action happening, like in in certain in, in certain, certain areas. areas. Okay, which is yeah. often electronic. Now, in that period, from the the day literally that that hit, that energy hit, I had three laptops. So all the staff laptops all all went down. My server went down. My website, my emails went down. Uh, my printer, my router. There was one other thing that I'm forgetting. Oh, and the pen broke. That's mm. what broke my back was when that even went. I thought, really? Pens don't now, work. <laughs> everybody else's equipment is up and running except my laptop. I'm still struggling with it. And it sounds like I will be struggling probably to the 19th of, of May. But what is so beautiful about this is that I threw the biggest tantrum. I mm-hmm. I just find this ridiculous that you can just should be able to just hand out money and get these things fixed and move on. And universe, what are you doing? If you don't want me to do this beautiful work, then... Fine, I won't do it. I threw all sorts of tantrums. What have I learned since? Because I've had to sit in this since I think it was about the third or fourth week of January that this all started hitting me. Um, is that it's all okay. And I've had to learn patience, which I've never been good on. I've had to learn to surrender, which I've never been good on. I've had to learn to spend money on things that I don't really want to spend money on, which I've never been good on. And I feel that there's been a flow that's really released from me 
that everything is fine. Beautiful. And so what was causing like big jagged movements in my process, does that make sense? That kind of awkward stop, start, stop, start, stop, start, horrible movement has actually completely changed to this free-flowing, beautiful creek. That's right, because you're presented with energies all the time and it's up to you what you make of them. And So all this astro stuff we're talking about, it's not to be a victim and it's not to write it off and say, oh, it's because of yeah, this Yeah, it's not that. my fault. It's yeah. this. It's, it's the, the dark moon, therefore I'm going to be in a bad mood yeah. today. Well, I only present you with that information to put it into context. First, so you know you're not going crazy because often there's a deeper explana- celestial explanation in terms of the grids and the way energy is constructed and flowing and sorting itself out and that we are all being highly sensitive souls part of that and being pushed and pulled around by all of those higher energies so to know what they are is to be ahead of the game i think that's really important because so often we feel that if we're not emotionally balanced if we're not able to sustain being in happiness if we've gone into any of the sad or fear-based emotions it's our fault and that's because we do spend a lot of time working on ourselves and owning our own stuff so it's important to know that there's outside influences going on but to understand it's to help us to grow. So as you're saying with the dark moon, it's the shadow side. It's going to show, it's going to press the buttons so that the, the yucky dark stuff is going to come up so that we can start to look at that within ourselves. And of course, what do we do? Learn to love it within us. I think a good companion episode to this is the one where we interviewed Christina Dreza, who's a specialist yes, in rhythms yes. and cycles. And she has spent so much time studying lunar cycles and maybe go back and just hear what she had to, has to say about that. Well, I found that since uh, mm-hmm. we interviewed her that um, some of her wisdom was definitely filtered into my business and the flow of the business. It's It's really... I realized that I was holding on too tight to the cycles when I knew I was coming into certain periods throughout the year that are challenges. And I'm finding I'm just not holding on as tight because I'm not and I'm just going, it's okay, this is normal, this is the part of the cycle. That it's actually not as bad as it normally is. It's that whole thing, isn't it, about nobody can be switched on, high-performing, go, go, go all the time. You know, seasons moons, tides, everything happens in rhythms and cycles, as do our bodies, as do our emotional states, particularly us as women, okay, because women are open a slather, every box open at the same time, just just skittering across emotion after emotion after emotion, rolling like seas and waters, you know. We can feel passionately about something one minute, loving the next minute, crying the next minute, screaming at someone the next minute, and then, you know, like we just – and all of that happens in, in 20 minutes sometimes, yes. being a woman. And yes. so we are so watery and we are so moon-led, and this is why in the ancient world they had moon temples and the moon goddesses were so revered, you know, Artemis, Diana, Selene, the, the, the goddesses of the moon, and that there were whole worship – you know, cults and things based around going out, looking at the moon, observing its colours, observing. Have you ever seen an ice ring around the moon, Jane, when you've been out camping or out in the bush? Or I didn't know it was called an ice ring, but I've definitely seen rings around the when, moon. When it's really clear, sometimes you get that amazing reverb going like an aura around the moon. Yes, so I, I have often seen that. Mm. We know a little shack down at Normanville, which is it's on the Fleurieu Peninsula in South Australia, and it's just, of course, it's out in the country, so it's it's quiet, it's dark, we haven't got all of the, the city lights distilling the brilliance of the sky and this massive great big open 
open sky. It's yeah. just incredible. The glittering so heavens. We're seeing incredibly beautiful skies down there. And, you know, talk to your children about the moon. If, if you've got a telescope, if you know someone with a high-power telescope, set it up one evening and get your kids to look at the craters of the moon in fine detail. Get them to look at – see if they can find pictures in the moon. You know, we always talk about the man, the man in, the moon, in the moon. But if you go to China, they see it as a rabbit in the moon. And, and so everyone sees, depending on their tradition, I think Native American Indians have something different as well. Every tradition had its own – you know, it's like the bottom of a teacup. You can everyone can look at it, look at it and see something different. And I it's think like, see, I beautiful. see that with the clouds. Mm. The clouds often talk to me. They'll often do different, interesting formations. Yeah, that's right. So, so, so the, the moonscape. Um, okay, where to from here? Well, full moon rituals. Oh, good idea. Yes. So, if you want to, um, you know, cast a spell and stuff like that, you know, as you do, wake up one morning and think, hey, let's do a spell. No. But well, actually, we do. <laughs> but we do. No, look, what really, we mean another by that word is, for spell yes. is intent. And garnering energy is raising energy. So, so if you need to get something in your life shifting, moving, if you want a promotion, if you want a new boyfriend, if you need to move house, if you just you need to get a kick up the ass with something, this is where it's time for you to do something ritualistic to really turn up the volume on your intention around that. So it's one thing to write out your affirmations every night or do a little visualization or tell all your friends for accountability, but it's another thing to actually stand under the moon and declare it, being witnessed by the gods of the old world. So you evoke your Diana, you evoke your Artemis, evoke whoever wants to listen, higher selves, angels, spirit guides, whoever you think needs to know about this. Put out some ritualistic stuff. Maybe it's um, things that represent what it is that you want, like you might want to put some gold coins out or a picture of the house you want to buy or, you know, a um, picture of the perfect boy or something like that. You might want to light some candles, put some ribbons around. You might want to put out incense sticks or anything ceremonial and ritualistic. You want to pick your time, so you want to check your moon calendar and you want to do it when the moon is either waxing, so getting bigger, or it's full, preferably when it's full. And then you want to stand out underneath it and do a ritual. Now, there's lots of cute little spellsy, wiccany, pagany books that you can get little um, rhymes and, and, you know, things out of that you can actually recite. But really, it's just about standing your attention. And really, it's to yourself, but it's in a grander context. It's giving a grand gesture to the universe and saying, I'm really serious about this. I call in the strongest supportive energies possible to me right now to harness this and push it through. Have you done that, Jane? Yes, I have. I love it. I did um, a New Year's Eve one. Yeah, best time um, ever to do it. I, uh, for the last two years. Um, Which reminds me, go and listen to our New Year's Eve episode if you want to know more about that stuff. Putting yes. sacred ritual into New Year's yes. Eve. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. So I, I've, yeah, that's the two times that I've, done put a lot of preparation into it but I've certainly done others and I think that that's part of it is that the key is the more elaborate that you make your ritual the more preparation time is going to be required as a result of that the more time that you are therefore focusing upon what it is that you are desiring the more that you focus upon it the more you're visualizing the more you're visualizing the more that you are already in the now of it having happened and so it is beautiful just like this, don't just sort of spell. You can all write that down. Oh, yes, I can <laughs> reword it. Um, what about crystals? Have you ever cleansed crystals under the moon? I'm so slack with crystals. But you know to do it, though. I know to do it, and I've got a great big jar filled with all this. Do you know, I just, I believe in crystal therapy. I absolutely believe in the magic of crystals, but I just don't do it. <laughs> it's kind of like flossing your teeth. 
it's just not on my list of things, things to do. So it's not to downplay it and apologies to people that get great results from it. I just think it's just not my thing. Yeah, that's you fine. Know, and we can't all do all the things or we would never have time to actually live. So if but, you, if but you I have do crystals, respect them. Um, if you have crystals or if you have, for example, flower essences or homeopathics or anything that you want to be positively charged, you go out under a full moon, even better an eclipse or, so, or you know something like that, and you put them into pure spring water uh, or rainwater with um, often with sea salts in there, uh, Himalayan rock salt or something like that, and you just leave them out overnight. And I've done this loads of times, and it is like you have to see it to believe it. You just have to see it. It's like they come alive and they glitter. Like the next morning when you go and get them, they look so happy. All right, I need to come so up and do this ritual with you then one full moon. You can do it in your beautiful no, backyard. I want to see you do it. All I want right. to see them glitter <laughs> in your backyard. See, Beck lives in the most amazing home. She is the custodian of a home that is 150 years old, which, well, for Australians is old. For those listening from overseas, Anyone who's, know it's new. If you're listening in England, close your ears because you'll be laughing. I know, I know that's like so recent. Yeah, that's right, exactly. However, it's the most beautiful home. How many species of English flowers do you have in oh, your garden? Hundreds, hundreds, yeah. Absolutely beautiful. She has a natural spring that flows um, through her property and you make these beautiful flower essences that are so powerful and strong, which, by the way, I need a new one. Strange. Um, <laughs> yeah, so um, my whole property is, is has to bow to, to to the moon because the moon and the sun, the the, the mother and, and father, you know, the the yin and the yang, the feminine and the masculine, you know, that is that is all all of the language and the ritual, the legend and the myth that these two beautiful beautiful things stand for. And something that I'm really personally into is in if you go to the old Anglo-Saxon sort of pagan medieval calendars, and in fact, if you also go to the Native American Indian calendars. They have the beautiful um, practice of naming each moon of the year. So, for example, in hunting season, they'd call it the hunter's moon or the harvest moon. And see, the, the moon that you're talking about next week coming up is called the blood moon. There's the flower moon that comes in springtime or May, you know, Maypole time. Um, there's the snow moon. There's, uh, there's just these beautiful old-fashioned names that, that they used to have for all these different times of the year. And that's another thing that I like to write into my diary so that when the moon's coming up, I can think, oh, this, yeah, this is, this is the harvest moon or, or, you know, whatever it's called. So, hmm. Before we run out of time, yes. I want to ask you about the, the full moon and the fact that it does affect so many people negatively. Right. Okay. What's the best thing they can do to prepare for it and to get through it as effortlessly as they can? So um, it's interesting how we say negatively. Basically all that's happening well, A lot is, of people feel like they're in a bad mood with a full moon. Yeah, or that they feel ungrounded. or, or it, it, it goes back to that thing that, first of all, yes, your body's made of water and it's been pulled around subtly, but it is. So therefore, secondly, if you're highly sensitive, which we all are here, um, you're just going to be highly attuned to any shift and change in the celestial frequencies. So a full moon is like the Mac Daddy pimped up, big time, full on, like volumes turned up to number 12 type of experience that you can have energetically. So that's why under full moons, anyone who's remotely sensitive, especially anyone who is ungrounded, they are just going to be completely swept over. It's like being pushed around like seagrass under the ocean. You're just going to be pushed from here to there to there. So what do we do? It's about grounding. So that either means you have your bath with your rock salts, which cleanse, ground and clear. Go to the ocean even better if you can. But even if you can't do that, even having a shower. Shower. Nice. Well, I, I want the salt in there though because it's, it's to do with the grounding. Take your shoes off and walk barefoot. Do that. Do that. But um, 
anything that can bring you back into your body, you know, put your hand on your stomach, put one hand on your heart, one hand on your gut, and just kind of draw your awareness back down into the deeper roots, into the root chakra even better. Um, so basically it's, it's anything that can sort of ground you during that time. Um, let's see if there's anything else there. I think that, the, like I said earlier, the name of the game is often just being aware. So if you're a sensitive soul and you've been highly emotional and you know a full moon is coming up, just be aware that the weirdos are going to come out. And that's not the night to go to a party it's not, and it's not the yes. night to drink alcohol and it's not the night to have um, not unhealthy food for you. It's it's like really watch yourself, keep yourself, you know, have lots of sleep, have a good diet, keep nurturing. yourself balanced, keep yourself around the right people and, keep and even, don't put yourself into a vulnerable situation. Even a couple of days either side of the new moon, like the whole period is, is usually quite charged. And, it's, you know, it's a beautiful experiment for you for you guys if any of you out there are opening up to your spirituality, opening up to your sensitivity, just start to watch, just start to observe. Like, like I said, write your moons down or get a moon app on your phone and start to see how you feel and then check in with your planets or your moon app and see what's going on in the heavens and say, that's, that's interesting, there's correlations. Thank you, Beck. I love how you can reel this stuff off. And I love to, I'm, I'm quite in awe of your knowledge of all the different gods. You know, it doesn't matter what we're talking about. You go, oh, yeah, that's the gods of this one, this one, this one, this one, this one. I'm a polytheist. That means I'm, it's very pagan. Like you basically evoke and worship a lot of old world gods because they're all old personalities who, knew, who you know, specialize in different areas and we can still call on them for different strengths that we need to bring through in our everyday life. I love life. you have this knowledge. One day I'd like to have I'm that I'm a bit knowledge. old-fashioned, but anyway. Uh, Jane's affirmation. I embrace the cyclical <laughs> cyclical energies. Let me start again. I'm so sorry. I embrace the cyclical energies from the goddess moon. Beautiful. Thank you so much for joining us today on Love Life, where we talk about sex and relationships and emotional stuff and spiritual stuff and anything that you want us to talk about, which you can tell us about through our Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash love life show, all one word. And until next week, I want you to go out and have a look at the moon and befriend it. Life is perfect, I'm not trying, it's just happening And it's a beautiful day